If you've got a question about a holiday, he will have an answer. He'll know just what to say. If you've got a problem, no matter big or small, he will help you solve it because he knows it all. He's a holiday guy. Yeah, the holiday guy. Only he knows why. He's a holiday guy. He's a holiday guy. Yeah, the holiday guy. So don't be shy. Hey, hey, we're back. Welcome to another edition of the Holiday Guy podcast. I'm your host, the Holiday Guy, here with my lovely co-host, Mrs. Holiday Guy. A top of the morning to ya. A top of the morning to ya. That's me Irish brogue. <laughs> That's not bad. Thank you. I think we should do the whole podcast in fake Irish accents. Should we? <laughs> well, I'm only quarter Irish, so maybe not. Maybe do the podcast in only a quarter Irish accent. Yeah. Or, uh, what would that sound like? Just a quarter of the time. Yeah. Okay. We'll that sounds slip good. Slip in and out of that sounds the good. Irish brogue. <laughs> well, Janet's really the expert on St. Patrick's Day because she is what a quarter Irish. Correct. On your mother's side. Yes. Her middle name is Aaron, as in Aaron Gobrag. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, but I don't stick my tongue out that far. No. When I say <laughs> so before we get to the questions, I'd like to kick off the podcast with a few of my. Do's and don'ts. <laughs> Number one, don't drink green beer. It's disgusting. What's the matter with green beer? They're not gonna. They're not gonna dye your sort of higher end uh, micro brews or artisanally brewed beers with green dye. It's your Budweiser. Yeah. You know, it's your Miller Lite. Because the best beers are all already darker in color. Exactly. They wouldn't dye well. Um, what you should drink on St. Patrick's Day is Guinness. You could also do a Guinness and Harp, like a half and half. Mm-hmm. What you should not do is go into an Irish pub and order a black and tan. Oh, no? No, because it's offensive. <laughs> it brings back some bad memories of the uh, Irish War of Independence. You know about that? No, I'm, you called me the expert of this holiday, but clearly... Yeah, I've been reading up. You're... Yeah, I've been you, on Wikipedia all morning, so, you know, I'm on this. The black and tan, may, may I explain it to you? The sure. black and tan is it's the uniforms of the English army were black and tan. So it's kind of like instead of going into a bar and uh, instead of ordering a white Russian, you ask for a KKK. Not good. Not but that's good. not a real drink. No, but I, that's an example. Giving you an example mm-hmm. of what it would be like. Um, it's not cool. You Long know? gone are my days of drinking black and tans. Yeah. And back, back then I had no idea it was uh, offensive. Well, you know, it takes a very special bartender to do the half and half exactly right. You need to kind of pour it over a spoon, and it's a very special spoon that I think you have to uh, get from the Guinness people, mm. right? Do the Guinness people object to black and tan? They or? do. Okay. They do. I've spoken with them. Okay. <laughs> they definitely do. <laughs> but yeah, you have to pour it just ever so slowly over the spoon to get that perfect line in Why between. are you teaching how to do it if you're saying it's a don't? No, I'm saying... You order half and half. Oh, okay. You can say half and half. Just don't ask for a black and tan, oh. or you might get punched in the nose, you know, or smack with a shillelagh. <laughs> I've got a shillelagh, and I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't drink green beer. In fact, you know how they, like, dye the river green in Chicago every year for the big St. Patrick's Day parade? Mm-hmm. Um, I, have a fe- I have a theory that's just green vomit. <laughs> 
Does the river run green the next day? It's just all day long. It's just people are just heaving over the side of the bridge until the until the the water turns green with green puke. That's a likely story, Mm -hmm. given the history of my people. (laughs) Yeah, they like to imbibe. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh huh. Jews like to drink too. You know. So do the Russians and hey, the French. Native Americans. We have a lot. We have a lot in common. There's a lot of people that are known for drinking Mm -hmm. alcohol. The Irish enjoy boiled food. You know, they do. Like your corned beef and cabbage is very bland. Potatoes. Potatoes. Um, The Jews also like to boil their food until it has no taste (laughs) left. (laughs) They just boil all the flavor and all the nutritional content right out of it. It's basically just there as a foundation for the drinking. Right. You know. Okay. So another don't. If you're going to wear a Kiss Me, I'm Irish t-shirt on St. Patrick's Day, that's like at your own peril. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've always been terrified to wear one of those. You don't want to just be, if you're, if you're a female, right? That's terrifying. Do not kiss me. You just, you're just asking <laughs> to be kissed by I mean, strangers. Can't. I can't. You're the only. Yeah, but I don't need a t-shirt to tell no. me that. <laughs> you know? I figure it's, you know, it's open season. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, but... I, it's it's really it's not it's generally going to be a dude who's wearing that I would think, mm. and I feel like uh, I don't know that's like a little that's a little sleazy when the dudes wear them um, the 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 girls are like mm, no thanks yeah who's some who's some like hot Irish actors um Ewan McGregor now nah, he's Scottish is he Liam Neeson oh okay. Hypothetical. Liam Neeson comes up to you. He's wearing a, a Kiss Me, I'm Irish t-shirt. I might. You might do it. I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass on that. He's handsome. You know, he's, he's ruggedly handsome. He's that kind of, you know, chiseled, like, craggy face. He's a fine actor. And he's a fine actor of Irish descent. But no, it's like, it's kind of like an abuse of power. You know what I mean? Kiss Me, I'm Irish. It's like a command. You know? Hmm. Yeah, that's why I got the one that just says, everyone loves an Irish girl. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's not, a good one. It's not one. telling anyone what to do. Exactly. Well, it's, it's telling them that they love me. That's about it. Yeah. So do wear green, for sure, whether you're Irish or not. Correct. I mean, it's just uh, the spirit of the holiday. <laughs> well, the thing about St. Patrick's Day is that's the day everyone gets to be Irish for a day. Exactly. Although in Janet's case, it has to be a very specific shade of green. <laughs> it's not just in my case. That's just, I mean, if, have you seen the Irish flag? Mm-hmm. What color is it? It's a Kelly green. It's, it's a very it's specific shade of green. And then what color is, um, the? what color are the grasses of, of Ireland? Yeah, it's like a beautiful emerald green. It's a green country. It's a green country. And it's a specific, it's not... It's not like pale green, pastel green. Right. And it's also not a deep, dark, brownish, olive, drab, military green. So what you're saying is that the shade of green must evoke the rolling hills of Ireland. Yeah, I mean, it can vary a little bit, but it's it's got to be close to a Kelly green. Uh-huh. I've heard Janet referred to as the St. Patrick's Day police. <laughs> I did earn that title. Um, she might even call herself that. And then I thought my mom would be proud of me, you know, my half Irish mom. Mm-hmm. But but she said not to be so harsh. <laughs> oh, is that what? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe I've ruined St. Patrick's Day for my dear, my dear friend. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Okay. 
Should we get to the questions? Yeah. So there are some questions here. I'm afraid I need to put on my reading glasses. It happens. Okay. So this comes from Susan. Although I'm not Irish myself, I'd like to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. My primary problem is that I look terrible in green. Should I just wear green anyway, looking like I'm going to be sick any moment? Like those people in Chicago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or are there other ways to show solidarity? Any suggestions, holiday guy? Well, that's a tough one for me to answer because I look spectacular in green. <laughs> you know, I feel like it brings out the, the green in my, in my hazelish eyes. Are you looking into my eyes? They're gorgeous. You've seen me wear green. You look good in green. Yeah. I do look good in green. So that's, that's a tough one for me to answer. But maybe, uh, maybe Janet has an idea for you. Well, I don't think green is my best color, but I will, of course, wear it on St. Patrick's Day. But I have another suggestion for you. You can get one of those t-shirts, like I was mentioning before, which is white, but then it has some green shamrocks on it and green writing where it says everyone loves an Irish girl. But you could get, like, Lucky Irish, or, you know, they have lots of t-shirts that are mostly white but have green Irish things on them. And then there's... um jewelry. Yeah, just incorporate like a little green into your outfit, like a splash yeah. of color. You can get one of those plastic rings that's shaped like a four-leaf clover. Mm-hmm. But you know what? At the end of the day, I think that's just, it's one of those things you just kind of have to suck it up, you know? I think you'd look good in green. There's also different um, variations. There are some, even, even within the bright greens that are acceptable on that day, there's warmer greens and cooler greens mm-hmm. so figure out what which season you are and, and i'm sure there there'll be a flattering match right for instance i'm an autumn not i don't know i don't know i think i look better in cooler colors like if you wear silver if silver looks good with your skin tone you're a cool mm-hmm. tone and then if gold looks better with your skin tone you're a warm so find a cool or a warm i have an idea maybe what you should do is go down to the hardware store <laughs> right go to the paint section <laughs> Right, get some paint hold samples and just sort of hold the swatches up to your skin to see what shades complement you. Yes, and uh, you know those swatches are free. Just take one with you. Exactly, and then go to the circle, the one you like, and take it to the store. Go to Marshalls, match, <laughs> match it up against the racks at Marshalls. Yeah, that's not going to happen. She's not going to do that. Just a small homework assignment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do have another don't. Uh oh, no pinching. You know about this thing? I do not want to be kissed or pinched. Yeah, I think that's a good... I don't think anybody... who. Wants but then to... again, I'm not going to wear orange that day. Right. I mean, if you wear green, then it's not an issue. But, um, you right. know, if you're somehow ignorant to the holiday, you didn't look at your calendar that morning, pinching is not appropriate <laughs> in the workplace. Just wear green. Um, then you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, Jan is a St. Patrick's Day police, but I've never seen her actually pinch somebody. I'm not going to pinch anyone. I might just... Just give Say, them a scolding. Why aren't you celebrating? What's up with that color you're wearing? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to say. That's, yeah. That's about as harsh as it gets. She's going to give them a verbal warning. Yes. <laughs> Next year, I want to see. Because what happens if you don't wear green when you're asleep, the leprechaun creeps into your bedroom with a shillelagh, just gives you a good whack. Mm, that's even worse than a pinch, too, because shillelaghs can. They're dangerous. They're, they're, they're heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another question. Okay, great. This is from Erin. Hey, she has an Irish name. She does. Well, you share a middle name. I am almost ashamed to admit this to, of all people, the holiday guy, but I've never celebrated St. Patrick's Day. I've never partaken of green beer, nor had a shamrock shake. What flavor is green anyway? 
So, what's the deal with this non-holiday anyway? Is it that Party City needs a boost in revenue between Valentine's Day and Easter? Right. As I said, I've been at the research library all, <laughs> all morning at the uh, the wing of the library wing of our of our home of the Holiday Guy Mansion. Right. Like um, over in the West Wing where we keep our holiday books. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's like you go. There's the conservatory. Right. Right. Hang a left. <laughs> And there you go. It's a beautiful yeah. oak paneled library um, with one of those like rolling ladders. So did you read the history of Ireland? Yeah, I've just been re- pouring over tomes. History books. Yeah, exactly. But first of all, St. Patrick himself. You know who that is, right? He's this religious guy who was related to some leprechauns. and um, Close. Way back when the leprechauns were like, going for the gold at the end of the rainbow, but they encountered some snakes along the way. And St. Patrick was like, I will rescue you. I shall um, raise my shillelagh and beat the snakes out of Ireland. That's exactly it. Uh, St. Patrick was the uh, patron saint, is the patron saint of Ireland. Like I said. He lived in the 5th century AD, and he came to Ireland as a proselytizer. For Christianity, mm-hmm. to convert the heathens, and uh, you know that thing about Saint Patrick got rid of all, all the snakes in Ireland. Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah, well, it worked. There are no snakes in Ireland, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh huh. You know, which is sort of like saying you know Batman got rid of all the vampires in the U.S. because there, I've never seen a vampire, so there, therefore. There, were there snakes in Ireland, or were the snakes just a metaphor for the non-Christians? That's exactly right. The snakes are a metaphor. Um, See, I'm smarter than I look. <clears throat> what I learned is that the uh, the Druid priests had uh, tattoos, often of snakes, cool. on their arms, which is cool. Uh, I think I'd rather be a druid priest. I think I'd hang out with the druid tattooed people. Yeah, I mean, I have a dragon tattooed on my arm. I've got a snake on my Mon Mon cat. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. I think I'm a druid. I think we're druids. <laughs> druids are awesome. You get to wear robes. You get to chant, you know. I'm going to have to go with the druids on this one. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's that's the religious side of it. And as usual, I'm on the fun Lucky Charms side of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frosted Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. That was great. Yeah. And did you know that um, at school we do a graph and I give all I give each child a baggie of Lucky Charms and they get to graph how many of each marshmallow they got? Oh, okay. So it's like a math lesson? Yeah. That's what St. Patrick's Day is. What do we me. got? Green clovers. Orange stars, blue diamonds. What's the deal with leprechauns? There are these little guys who are deceptively strong, I think, and, and quick-witted and mm-hmm. ill-tempered. Right, because they wield they're, they wield shillelaghs. They're hotheads. They, they want to guard the They're gold. Irish hotheads. I think they can grant you a wish, but they're very tricky about it. Okay. And the That's chances of your wishing wishes coming true are slim. Like none. if you catch one? If you catch one, yeah. If you catch one, they grant a wish. Yeah, but... Be careful what you wish for. Exactly. Um, and the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? You know, where, where do leprechauns, where do they get all that gold? They're guarding that at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, but where do they get the gold? You know, what do leprechauns do? What's their profession? It's do, a magical thing. Did they steal they, it? The gold is just at the end of the rainbow. And they're just there 
to get it. They're just there to guard it? And guard it. They're also the mascot of the Boston Celtics, which is my team. Okay. And that's, yeah, he's kind of a, he's kind of like a mean leprechaun. Mm-hmm. He looks kind of drunk and surly. Yeah. They, they drink a lot, and then they have a temper when they drink. And they, they smoke a pipe. And they don't really remember the next day. They wake up mm-hmm. puking in the Chicago River. Well, you'd be surly, too, if you were only six inches tall and everybody was trying to steal your gold. Hey, I'm five foot seven, and I can get surly sometimes. That's true. She can. <laughs> That's why I would never buy you a shillelagh. <laughs> That's what I really, really want, though, for my birthday. That's what you want for St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't give a gift on St. Patrick's Day. No. You know, it's kind of it's a little different from other holidays. You have few obligations, really. You have to wear green. That's it. That's you it. Know? Just wear green. That's all there is to it. And and just be like, yay, happy St. Patrick's Day. You don't have to kiss anyone. You don't have to pinch <laughs> anyone. Feel free to get drunk, but drink responsibly, not to the point. Where you're puking up green vomit <laughs> into the Chicago River. <laughs> till the rivers run green. Mm-hmm. So like every other holiday, it started out as something religious, mm-hmm. and then it's been perverted into yeah. an American holiday, into a secular <laughs> holiday, right? Where we've, we've forgotten the meaning, not, the true meaning of St. Patrick's Day. No, not perverted. We just brought the fun out of it. I guess we've that's right. We've extracted the fun. I guess that's right. Okay, here's a question. From someone named Sarah. It seems to start out like a story. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a kindergarten teacher. (laughs) That sounds like me. She was so excited to get ready for the festive holiday with her kids. She put on her finest light green jacket slash shirt to show her spirit for the holiday. Mm -hmm. Then the evil St. Patrick's Day police came and poo-pooed her shade of green. Huh. (gasps) Wonder who she could be talking about. God. She said that the lighter shade of greens don't count as St. Patrick's Day spirit. She made it seem like the poor old kindergarten teacher, St. Patty's Day, failed. (laughs) This day will never be the same. So my question to the holiday guy is, there only one shade of green to celebrate St. Patty's Day? Hmm. Well, I I feel like there's only one way to settle this. (laughs) I think we got to get Sarah on the phone. What do you think? Yes. My dear friend and co-teacher for many years, and now my, my next-door neighbor teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's dial her up on the Skype. Hello? Hi, Sarah. Hi, can you guys hear me? We sure can. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, we read your question on the air, but sort of want to get your side of the story. Well, are you talking about the question? Are you talking about the shade of green? Yes, I know okay. this is not ideal to be doing on a uh, audio only podcast, but um, can you describe the color green that you were wearing? Yeah, yeah. Basically, what it was, it was um like this light, like a light shade of green, <laughs> like a very. In my recollection. Um, to just interject for a second. Hold on, everyone will get a chance to speak. Okay. <laughs> Let me interrogate the witness, and then we'll do a little cross-examination, okay? Oh, brother. So what, what was this garment? It was a top? Was it a blouse? It was like kind of like a, a blouse slash like jacket. Like, you know, you like I wore it as a shirt, but it zipped up. Kind of like a hoodie, but yeah, minus but the hood? like more jackety. Okay, gotcha. And how would you describe the, the shade of green? Uh, I would just describe it as a light, light shade of green. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you say it's like, like compared to like a blade of grass? 
Um, like compared to um, no, a blade of grass is darker green. Like a like a like if you took a blade of grass and you mixed white with it. I object. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold your horses. Okay. And, yeah, it was just like a light shade of green. A light, just, a light shade of green. Okay. Yeah, like okay. So for example, because that's not what I heard. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Well, see, when Janet described it online, she used the words "olive" and "army," and then used the word "brown." Okay, after gotcha. that. Now, if but like in my opinion, if someone was like, I always think of like olive green, army green. Mm-hmm. Nobody says olive brown. Yes. Well, no, that's an actual color. It's called olive drab. And oh. it is a, it is the shade that was worn. Um, well, now it's the the uniform is different. But you know, back in the Vietnam era, uh-huh. you could still go to like a you know like an Army Navy store, and that's a very specific color. It's kind of like an olive green, but it's called olive drab. Oh, okay. Was it green? Well, <laughs> Janet. Yes. How would you describe this garment? Basically, so from my perspective. Here I was in my like bright Kelly green shirt, like mm-hmm. all ready for St. Patrick's Day. And when I saw Sarah coming into the school, I was like, oh, no, you forgot it was St. Patrick's Day <laughs> because she was wearing this olive-ish brown or olive drab, as you say, which, mm-hmm. which wasn't light. I, I were, In my memory banks, it was kind of a dark, dark color, uh-huh. like a dark olive-ish brown. Okay. <laughs> Do you really eat brown olives? Like if the grass died. <laughs> okay. If well, all the grasses of Ireland. Who said that? <laughs> okay. Well, I've deliberated, oh and I'm ready yeah. to give my my decision. Yeah. Um, which is basically this: olive drab is a no go. <laughs> Army green is a no go, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Oh it's because it's you're married because, to Janet. <laughs> it's because I'm married to Janet. No. It's because that color green has a very specific association that has nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day. Okay? Uh, However, without having the actual garment in front of me to decide, I really can't rule one way or another. So what I have to do instead is perhaps give like a recommendation. <laughs> and I understand that you I understand that you've purchased a shirt to be worn this year. Yes, I did. And how would you describe that shirt in terms of color or graphic? Well, that is well, according it is a Kelly Green because for all these years I've been harassed by the St. Patrick's Day police. Mm-hmm. The only acceptable shade is Kelly Green. Uh-huh. So I was I feared for my kindergarten teacher, like holiday celebration spirit, that if I didn't get anything but going green. Gotcha. And does this shirt have any be acceptable? Does this shirt have any writing on it? It does. What does it say? It says, "Not everyone can be Irish." Okay. But you can be Irish on St. Patrick's Day because Sarah, like me, is one of the chosen people this year. Yeah. Right. Right. You guys are chosen. But aha! You walked into my little trap. Because, oh, brother. Here we go. Because if the original garment was the proper color, mm-hmm. then you would not have felt compelled to buy a new shirt for this year. Oh, oh she walked into your trap. Yep. Encyclopedia Brown <laughs> over here. <laughs> wow, Encyclopedia Green. 
I'm F. I'm F. Lee Bailey's Irish Cream. Oh my gosh! I'm like a girl. I go shopping. She likes to shop. You know what the main thing was is that I didn't believe Sarah. I felt like she was lying. Like I mm-hmm. thought that she didn't. I think she really forgot it was St. Patrick's Day, and then she, she really lays it on that like she was so excited for St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. Uh, is that true? Is that's that true? Actually, not that. That is not true. I actually did plan that shirt. You did. You really I, I didn't did. realize. Like I just didn't know. <laughs> Are you colorblind? Have you been tested? <laughs> oh, maybe I you're mean, red green colorblind. I have. I don't have that shirt anymore, but I have a similar shirt now, mm-hmm. and I, I would have. I would have worn it again on St. Mm-hmm. Patrick's Day had I would have been shamed for yeah. all these years. You, you know, that's the thing about St. Patrick's Day. If you don't wear green, you might get shamed. Yeah. You might get pinched. Yeah. You're lucky you didn't get pinched. I'm not going to pinch anybody. That's all I'm going to say right there is, is Sarah, you got away with you got away with it because you didn't get pinched. No, you got <laughs> but, away with it. But Sarah, in your defense, my mom sided with you. And my okay. mom is, I'm only quarter Irish. My mom's half Irish. I'm Irish from my mom's side. Overruled. And she told me. <laughs> oh, you're overruling your mother-in-law now? It's a, no, she's been over, she's overruling oh. me because oh. she's, has, she, you have more Irish than I do and she has more Irish than you. Right. Hmm. She told me I should go easy on my friend. Well, maybe you should start listening to your mom. <laughs> I think that's good advice for everybody. Well, for well, thanks for appearing on the podcast. Do you feel like this has been settled, Sarah? I mean, I feel like we could always agree to disagree. <laughs> like, but do you feel that justice like, has been served or no? Well, I feel like <laughs> it's extreme, but. I'm moving forward, I am a changed woman now. I did buy a, a new shirt for St. Patrick's Day, which okay. will be worn this Thursday. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Janet? Do you feel satisfied with my ruling? Yes. Of course. And, well, um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm especially, I can't wait to see this shirt on Thursday. I'm really excited about this St. Patrick's Day. Okay, yeah. Well, you, I hope you document this. You guys got to take some photos. Text totally. them to me. We're right. going to take yeah. selfies. Selfie. We selfie like every special occasion. So. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, well, thanks, Sarah. Always nice to hear from you. All right. Thank you, guys. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I will. All right. I'll see you guys soon. Top right. of the morning to you. Bye, Sarah. Enjoy. <laughs> so we're going to try something a little different on the program. I'm here with a very special guest, Sebastian Bendix. He is a prolific horror author, and he is also the co-programmer of Cine Family's Friday Night Frights. That's correct. Yes, that's me. And uh, also a real-life Irishman. I am a real-life Irishman. <laughs> so we are here to talk Leprechaun arguably the greatest horror franchise of all time, the Leprechaun series. And um, one that I feel very strongly that people should be watching every uh, St. Patrick's Day. I try to watch all of the Leprechaun films that I can uh, on St. Patrick's Day. I mean, I don't even bother to get drunk. I just get drunk on Leprechaun. (laughs) And would you say that as far as the um, holiday theme horror goes mm-hmm. you have your my bloody valentine yeah uh what's that one black santa no black christmas black christmas mm-hmm. now you have krampus mm-hmm. you have halloween well halloween is obvious friday the 13th of course but these movies 
are are cut above? No, they're really a cut below, but they are awesome. And the really the reason why they're awesome is because they um all except for this recent remake that that I don't um uh, support at all. Okay. They all star uh, Warwick Davis. Um, do you know who Warwick Davis is? I do not. Warwick Davis is a, um, a s- small person. A, a little person? A person of diminished stature. Okay, is that the PC term? Because it's hard to keep it straight. I'm pretty sure it's pers- uh, person of diminished stature. Okay. No, I, I, I don't know. what I think little person is the Right. The real correct PC term. Sure. Yeah, I don't know why that's less derogatory than midget or dwarf. Right. I do know midget and Midget's dwarf Midget's way, out. way not cool. Yeah. I'd okay. Like Warwick Davis is an actor of diminutive stature, but yes. not diminutive talent. Not at all. Warwick Davis uh, was first came into to prominence in um, The Return of the Jedi. He played really? Wicket. The okay. one of the Ewoks. You didn't sure. see his face, but he was. Was he like the main Ewok? Yeah, he was the one that okay. Princess Leia befriends. So that was and his big break. That was his big break. But he had to wear the head. Yes. So you couldn't see his face. But then a few years later, Lucas made him the lead of the film Willow. Willow. Yes. That's kind of a forgotten. A forgotten sort classic. of Lord of the Rings wannabe. Maybe like, forgotten for good reason. So George Lucas couldn't get the rights to Lord of the Rings. So right. He's like, I'm going to make my own. Right. And Warwick Davis was the star. He was the star. Okay. He, was, he was thrust into the lead role. And, I mean, Willow didn't do that great or anything. Um, but, you know, it was a big movie for the time. And uh, so a few years down the road, we're talking the early 90s, the, uh, the slasher film uh, cycle had sort of run its course. We'd had our Jasons and Freddies and, and, and whatever, and things were kind of like slowing down in that regard. Um, but these enterprising young filmmakers, and I'm sorry, I don't know their name, so if they're listening, they're getting totally thrown under the bus. But, you know, hey, whatever, you made the Leprechaun movies. Um, they That should be enough. Yeah, that should be reward enough. Like, you've, you've made your mark. You know, they decided that there hadn't been enough of these dumb movies, so they got Warwick uh, on board, and they made Leprechaun. Okay. So I know that there's a number of films. Should we just go in order? Yes. Okay. Because they're all noteworthy. So the original Leprechaun. Yes. That's the one with Jennifer Aniston in it? Pre-nose job um, Jennifer Aniston. So pre-Friends. Yes. Is she the female lead? She is, yes. Okay. Also, um, I see here on the DVD mm-hmm. that she's in the poster. Yes. But something tells me that she was not originally on the poster and she hit it big and then they kind of went back for the reprint. Probably not. But in fairness to her, she is the lead. I have seen like they have done in like horror movies where they'll like pull out somebody who's become famous who is barely in the movie at all and then put them on the sure. poster. In this case, they are entitled to really throw her on the front because she is the the female heroine. The of romantic the lead? She is definitely the romantic lead. Not for the leprechaun, sadly. Oh, not for the leprechaun. No, that would be really good. <laughs> That's a movie I would love to see. It would be hot, for sure. It would sure. be hot. I mean, you know, her career is not doing so good. Maybe yeah. they'll go back to it. I, they absolutely should. Is Mr. Davis still with us? He is. He's, okay. Yeah, he's he's actually not that old. He okay. He was like 13 when he was in uh, Return of the Jedi. So he's kind of okay. not... You know, well, in Leprechaun years, right? In Leprechaun years, he's very young. He's very young. Yes. He's got at least another thousand years. <laughs> more. <laughs> or more. Yeah, if you follow the uh, the Leprechaun um, mythology, which gets really, really confusing, okay. he's many thousands of years old. Okay. 
Well, I like these movies because mm-hmm. I always thought leprechauns were kind of creepy. They are kind of creepy. It's and just kind of a creepy idea. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, and and they they have these sort of hidden agendas. I mean, in the case of the leprechaun, uh, just to kind of give you an overview of the leprechaun, unlike, say, like Freddy or Jason, there isn't a lot of continuity between leprechaun films. It's almost as if each leprechaun film starts from ground leprechaun zero where we're we're starting with a new leprechaun even though it's warwick davis again and he's kind of looks the same there's no like carryover like no characters ever carry over like his adventures are never referenced before but he's always one thing is always consistent and it's always that he needs his gold that's all i remember about the movies is where's me pot of gold well that's kind of all there is to remember about his motivations somebody always gets their hands in his pot of gold, and he becomes a murderous uh, little uh, demon homunculus and comes after them seeking vengeance and his gold. So that's his motivation. Yeah, entirely. Entirely. Okay. So in the first movie, what's the backstory? Um, Well, in the first... I think in the first movie, and, you know, as many times as I've seen these movies, the details do get a little fuzzy. Mm -hmm. But in the first movie, it's like a house out in the middle of, like... Weirdly enough, it's like Midwestern farmland. Okay. And for some reason... Uh, like an, because it's much cheaper to shoot in, right. the, in the Midwest than it is in Ireland. <laughs> right, yes. But like an Irish farmer has the gold there at his farmhouse, and then the leprechaun comes and kills him, and then... Is Jennifer Aniston of Irish descent? No, I think her. she moves into the house after the sort of initial setup. Okay. And um, one of the characters in, the, in it is from um, the guy that played... Pee-wee's arch nemesis. Oh, sure, that guy's great. Yeah, he's he's in it as a sort of he mentally challenged okay. um, individual who sort of gets thrown into the mix. Basically, they Jennifer's Aniston's father buys this farmhouse, and the pot of gold is there, and the leprechaun is there. It's it's your basic like buried somewhere, yeah, hidden somewhere remote house in the middle of somewhere, okay. and the the leprechaun shows up, and you know all hell breaks loose. So that's okay. the first movie basically okay. uh, that well, covers it spoiler alert does Jen survive she does survive I uh, yes she but does. did not come back for leprechaun 2 she did not um, and, and I'm sure she wanted to <laughs> <laughs> yes she was probably begging to come back to the leprechaun franchise they but, probably you know she was under contract of friends yeah and they just wouldn't let her go yeah no I'm, I'm sure that's what happened but no, sadly, she does not come back for Leprechaun 2. Okay. Uh, Leprechaun 2 takes place in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, it involves... I forget how the Leprechaun gets thrown into it. it. It can be really arbitrary how he shows up. But it involves like this hip Gen Xer couple uh-huh. um, who ha- who uh, work at a like Star Tours type of uh, like van service okay. thing. And um, they drive around to different locations and... The leprechaun, they somehow come into conflict with the leprechaun. I think the guy that runs the Star Tours thing somehow steals some gold from the leprechaun, and so that's how that all goes down. Okay. And how do you rank this one in in the series? Well, I think that you can tell from the way I'm talking about it that it's pretty low. However, 
It is directed by a um, uh, a kind of good B movie director named Rodman Flenders. Okay, which is a great who could na- forget right. Rodman Flenders, <laughs> which is a great name. He directed um, Idle Hands, and when I worked at Cinephile, the famous video store in Santa Monica Boulevard, Rodman used to come in and rent, and I would uh, chat him up. And I always like to bring up the fact that um, I was a Leprechaun fan. Although, sorry, Rodman. Leprechaun 2 is not my favorite. Okay. Which brings me to probably my favorite Leprechaun film, although it's a t- it's sort of a toss-up, but Leprechaun 3 takes the Leprechaun to where I think he really belongs, which is Vegas. Okay. See, that makes sense. Yes. Because now we're talking gold. Right. You're Everywhere. talking slot machines paying off. Right. There's gold everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's just a great place to put the leprechaun he's right there's endless opportunities for storylines this one starts off at sort of a pawn shop mm-hmm. um and the you know there's kind of another young kind of uh, gen x guy who who runs afoul of the leprechaun after it's released from this statue and then you know the leprechaun's okay. going throughout the casinos and there's like a magician a stage magician involved at is one he point frozen at the end of leprechaun 2 he usually ends up in statue form this happens okay. a lot so he's kind of like a garden gnome yes so a lot of the times yeah okay he usually enters the story as a statue and then like sometimes if you take a piece of gold like out of his hand or if there's like a there's sometimes there's a medallion around his neck right. but um also uh this marks the entry of a famous Australian genre director Brian Trenchard Smith okay he is actually a uh, sort of Australian like during the 70s he was a directed a lot of crazy gonzo like Australia genre films that um that people like Quentin Tarantino love and you know he I guess was probably a little down on his luck in the 90s and needed a good gig so he directed this Leprechaun and the next Leprechaun Okay movie. so we're on Leprechauns 4 and 5 now So from Vegas we go to where a lot of horror franchises go space Okay. And Brian Trenchard. Now it's getting interesting. Now we're now we're really getting crazy. Brian Trenchard Smith also directed Leprechaun Four in Space. Now I do like Leprechaun Four in Space. You it put, sounds amazing. It sounds amazing on paper. It's a no lose scenario. It's a no brainer. Right. In this one, they kind of try to set up the Leprechaun as some sort of like space fantasy character. Like, it's this really... We're in the future now. Well, it's, it's almost like they try to dial him in with this, like, Star Wars-y type. Like, he's a space fantasy leprechaun, and then the spaceship, like, comes around, and then he ends up getting on the spaceship by somebody... Um, he, he, he ends up going through a stream of pee... He goes into a stream of urine into somebody's urethra, a guy peeing, and then explodes out of his stomach. Now you're just making this shit up. No, it really happens. It's amazing. Okay. Sadly, the whole movie doesn't quite live up to that incredible like sort of concept, but it's... Where is there to go from there, really? Well, it, it does end up, uh, by the end, it, the leprechaun ends up being huge, which, you know, is hilarious because he's because small. Lepre- everyone knows leprechauns are small. <laughs> right. Okay. But he ends up, like, 
giant and chasing people uh, through this warehouse, which is supposed to look like a spaceship. Okay. Um, but it's pretty solid. I don't like it as much as three, just because I think Vegas is just the perfect setting for the Leprechaun. But Leprechaun 4 in space is definitely a worthwhile entry. It's worth seeing just for the pee scene alone. It seems like at this point, Leprechaun has sort of strayed from its roots yes. a little bit. Well, but interestingly enough, the next entry brings the Leprechaun back down to Earth in the the place you'd least expect to find him, and that's In the Hood. Okay, and what year are we talking about? In the Hood um, is, I think... 2001 or 2002. Okay. Um, so we've already had Boys in the Hood. We've way, already yeah. had Menace to Society. Yeah, we're way past the so, whole uh, urban gangsta like thing. This is like, right. like really coming at the tail end of all of that. So really trying to tap into the urban audience yes. at this point. And you know, it's funny, the, this last uh, past weekend I watched Straight Out of Compton. Right. And Straight Out of Compton. Out of Compton. And there's actually some similarities between Leprechaun uh, in the Hood and Straight Out of Compton. Really? Yes. I feel like you could write a whole thesis about that. You kind of could, and and I know that this sounds like a joke, but what if if you've never seen Leprechaun in the Hood, it starts off with this really awesome, uh, awesomely bad '70s prologue where Ice T is like this pimp, okay. and he discovers the Perfect Leprechaun, <laughs> the Leprechaun statue in this like old abandoned like tenement building or something. The pimps love gold. The pimps if love there's gold. One thing we know about pimps, <laughs> exactly, is they, love gold. they love gold and hose, and so. He breaks in and he finds the leprechaun statue and there's a medallion on the statue and he takes the statue and the leprechaun comes out and blah, blah, blah. Then it like jumps to modern day, meaning like, you know, whatever. Early 2000. 2000 or it probably was South filmed. South Central Los Angeles. Exactly. It might have been filmed in like the late 90s even and just sat on a shelf somewhere. I don't sure, know. That happens. But it's really about this rap group who are trying to make it in the uh, the rap game, but they they have a positive message, and they're 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 that never works, right? Well, that never sells, and it's in the height of the the whole gangster thing, or you know, supposedly it's in the height of that. So they're tr- they're going against that whole thing that the M- NWA sort of That's, started you're into like Arrested Development right. territory, not the show, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, the hip hop, exactly, group. right? They've got like this positive message but ice t who's still alive and is now like a pimp slash record mogul sure is telling them that they need to like get Knight. right exactly he's telling them they need to get more street mm-hmm. and and so there that's sort of the the a story and then the b story See, I, what is... i thought you were gonna say is <laughs> he was gonna say you know what you guys need is you need like a rapping leprechaun on your record well if you're worried that you don't get a rapping leprechaun in in the movie do not worry you do get one and it's pretty incredible the leprechaun rap uh, it's so incredible that they they don't include it in the actual narrative of the movie they like tack it on at the end okay. but it's pretty amazing and i have to say that uh leprechaun in the hood is probably my favorite like it really it really works it's it's a great like sit around you know, with your friends and make fun of a movie movie. It's mm-hmm. it's like, it's just, it's in that sweet spot of like, so bad it's good. And, and it does sort of know, it, it is self-aware to some degree, but it's also, 
the the whole rap part of it is sort of taken so seriously that it 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 has that sort of sincerity that uh-huh. makes something like, like that, that really work. Well, yeah, you can't try to make a great bad movie. Right. You have to try to make it's a, a good movie. Accident. Yeah. Right. Like, and then have it be terrible. Um, okay. So is that the is that the last movie in the series? No, there is a sixth Leprechaun, uh, which is Back to the Hood. Okay, the, the, so sort of a sequel. The sequel to, sequel to the sequel, The Hood. It's not very good. Um, it doesn't have any of the charm of. Uh, does it have iced tea? It does not have iced tea. So, yeah, they um, they actually, you know, for some reason, I guess they felt they landed on a successful formula with mm-hmm. him going to the hood. Right, and, and you can't um, go to the well too many times. You can't go to the well too or many the times. Of gold. Right, so and I, you know, they killed the golden goose, so to say, with that one. See, that's better. That's yeah. better than my pun. <laughs> well, we'll cut my pun out. <laughs> but yeah, so that's sort of where the Warwick Davis franchise Leprechaun ends. There was, as I had mentioned, after that they did a Leprechaun's Origins, which is huh. like a. You know, the whole reboot, we're going to reboot this realistically trend. Okay. That, you know, the Batman Begins thing. This was a couple of years ago, and it's pretty much unwatchable. It's, and it's not Warwick Davis. Yeah, so who cares? It's barely not even a leprechaun, really. They just turned the leprechaun into a, to like this sort of monster or whatever. And they got some wrestler who's, who's like a little person who, goes by some like Irish name to be in it, but he's not even a personality. He's just in a rubber monster suit. It's terrible. It's not even worth your time. Okay, just so stick with the, the work. Ends. Yes. So what is the future of Leprechaun? Well, I mean, I would like to see the Leprechaun series continue. I, I personally, if I was going to do a Leprechaun film, I would, you know, I would get Warwick back because he's not, he's not too old to be a Leprechaun. Um, and you know, if he wanted to come back, I'd bring him back, and I'd like take it to Ireland, to take it to like the mean streets of Dublin, like, right now. Yeah, yeah, that's like, what I want to see. Exactly, exactly. Or I want to see Liam Neeson in this movie. Or you could do like a, a like Departed style Boston movie with that would Le- be fantastic with Leprechaun in Southie. You could just reboot The Departed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But instead of Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. The Leprechaun, yeah, it that, totally works. Yeah, it totally works. We should write that. That sounds great. Let's do it. Yeah. So to all my tens of listeners out there, if you have a Hollywood job and you're in a position of power, you got to reboot The Leprechaun movies. Yep. There's at least one person who's going to be there <laughs> opening night. And that's me. That's two of us. Yeah. Make that two of Kills us. Two of us. All right. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, thanks, Seb. All right. Thanks for having me. So I'm pleased to say we have a special guest here in the Holiday Guys studio. It's our daughter, Stella. And she has brought with her... What did you bring for us today? I brought a song. Okay. Is this a song you wrote? Yes. An original composition just for this podcast? Yes. Would you share this song with us? Mm-hmm. I would love to hear it. Okay. It was a rainy day, but then it was sunny. There was a rainbow, so I went to the other side. I found a pot of gold and a path of four-leaf clovers to the leprechaun's lair. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Hooray! Happy St. Patrick's Day! Hooray! 
That was fantastic. Thanks, Stella. Stella, you're part Irish. Yeah, I think maybe eight quarters. Eight quarters Irish? An eighth. An eighth. One eighth Irish. How are you going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Uh, I'm going to... I think I'm going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day hugging my mom all day. Yeah, oh, that's sweet. Are you going to eat Lucky Charms? No, I don't like them. They're yucky. That's good. Okay. You only like healthy cereals. I have Cocoa Puffs. Okay, you like Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> she does Puffs. not only like healthy cereals. Are you crazy? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, please check out our Facebook page and like us. Uh, we are on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're everywhere, man. And uh, subscribe on iTunes or the podcast feed of your choice. I think we're on Stitcher, Pocket Casts. If you're an Android person, thanks for listening. And most importantly, have a happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day.